The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Bovakama daf tes, and we are about ten lines from the top of daf ches the two dots, pshito. So yesterday, on daf ches aleph, the Gemara brought a brysa. The brysa discussed a person that owed money. He was a mazik, he was a balchoyv. He also had a wife that was collecting iksuba. He had property, three properties, Idias, Beninus, and Ziburis, which just so happened to work out very neatly because the Mazik is Goiva from Idias, Balchoiva is Goiva Beninus, and Ksubasisha is Ziburis. Where the case got a little tricky is that this person sold all three of his properties. The Bryce had discussed different cases. The case that was discussed at length in the Gemara was where the person sold the three properties to one person, but he sold it to him one day, Sunday, he sold one property, Monday he sold the next property, Tuesday he sold the third property. Says the Braiso, the Allah is, that the Nizik, who obviously is going to be able to go now to the Lekeach and collect What's his is going to get idiots. The Balchayv, to the extent that he had a right to collect from the Nechassim Meshubadim, is going to collect Beninus. And the Isha, who also is allowed to collect from the Meshubadim, is going to collect Ziburis. Meaning, the fact that the three properties were sold, and that they were sold on three different days, doesn't override the general halacha of idiots, Beninus, and Ziburis. And the Gemara's kasha was, why is that the case? Shouldn't the halacha be that all three of them go and collect from the last property that was sold? And it's based on the well-known rule of And even though right now all the property are technically but a sif cotton in that halacha is that even if they are all Meshubadim, whichever property was last, that's the one that's Meshubad, and that's the one that everyone has to go to first. So if the last one was Idias, everyone should collect Idias. And if the last one was Ziburis, then everybody should collect Ziburis. So the Gemara said that it must be talking about a case where the last one was Idias. I let everybody collect from the Idias. So the Gemara said, It's because the loikeach, the person that bought these three properties, can always say that why is it that it's all to make the loikeach better. Right now, if you're going to tell the loikeach that everyone collects from the last property, being that he owns all three properties, you're actually not doing him a favor. You're doing him a disservice, because now he has to give the idias, even for the balchayva ordinarily collects beninis, and for the ksubasisha ordinarily collects ziburis. As a result, you're doing him a disservice. The takana was put in place to benefit him. He could say, just like Rav Huna said, this is something that came up and said, the Nash several times, the person has a right to say and it's for that reason everybody is going to collect the way they're ordinarily supposed to collect, which is and a little bit of a convoluted halacha, but we ain't seen nothing yet. What if the leikeach who bought the idiots, Beninus and Ziburis, on three different days, he now turned around and he sold the Beninus and the Ziburis, the Shire idiots, and now all he has is the idiots. So the Allah is laced with Kulav Ligvamiyadis. Now already everybody, the Balchai, the Ksubasisha, and certainly the Nizik, are all going to collect from the idiots. And the reason is, Deha Achreini, because number one, it was the last thing that he bought. 
We're working with the same Oikimta that the Gemara made in this Brisa, that he bought the Idias less. Ubeinen is Viziburus less than the Gabe. And in this case, once he sold the Beinus and Ziburus, he naturally doesn't have it anymore. And as a result, he doesn't have it. He can't say what he was able to say originally in the case where he owned all three, that even though Idias was last, but the reason you have a right to be goiver from the achroinahs, mishum takan to didi, and loy nicha lipet hakonos chachavon. That all works if he owns the ziburus, he owns the benis, and he owns the idiots. He can send them to the ziburus, but he doesn't have the ziburus and the benis anymore. So for him to tell them, loy nicha lipet hakan to the rabbonon, and go collect it now from the person that bought it from me, no, that already you're not going to be able to do. So the only time it's going to be true that it's idiots, benis, and ziburus, and we don't care that the idiots was last, that's if he owns all three properties. So he himself can send the Palchayv to the Beninus that he himself has. But if he's going to send the Palchayv to the Beninus that he already sold, that you cannot do. Avol says the Braiso, Mochar Idis, Vishayer Beninus Vaziburus. But what would be if he sold the Idis? So the Idis is what he bought last, and that's what he sold. My, what would be the Halach over there? So Sovra Abaya thought at first glance, also Kulu. Govim idiots. Everyone's going to collect from the idiots because being that the idiots was the one that was sold last, that's technically the bnei chayyim. Again, it's all nechasim eshubadim right now. The original balchayv, the original person that owes the ksubasisha, the mazik, he sold everything. Now the person that he sold it to went, and he himself sold the idiots. The last thing that was sold to the first loikeach was the idias. As a result, the Shibut is on the idias. So even though the Lekeach Rishay now sold the idias to Lekeach Shani, it still makes sense as far as the pecking order goes that everyone should collect from the idias. But over here, Abaya and Rava discussed an interesting svara. So Abaya said, that being that idias is what was sold last, even though right now it's in the hand of a third person, still also kulu govim idias. Everyone should collect the idias. But Amalei Rava, Rava said no. Very gishmak esvara. Ma'amoch harishon l'sheni calls chusha tavli yadai. When the lekeach rishon sold the idias to the lekeach sheni, he sold him the idias and all the rights, all the intangible rights that come along with that idias. V'kivandi, and the Gemara's going to be very wordy now. V'kivandi lo asu govi lekeach rishon. Matzi agli menis v'ziburis. And being that had the lekeach rishon owned the idias, the lekeach rishon would not have been obligated to give the um, idias, why not? He could have sent them to the Benes and the Ziburis. And again, the Gemara's wordy. And even though technically he bought the idias less, which means that the idias clapy the Benes and the Ziburis are really Bnei Chayrin. The Ain from the Chasim Mishubadim calls Mandik Bnei Chayrin. And the Allah is that you can't collect from the Chasim Mishubadim, but Malkam Sheesh Bnei Chayrin. Still, he can. Send them to the Bainers and the Ziburus. Because Matsu Yamalay Lindikali Baita Kanto, Lekeach Shane Nami. Now the Lekeach Shane bought the Idias from the Lekeach Rishay, Matsu Yamalay, the Lekeach Shane can also tell the Balchayv or the woman that's collecting a Ksuba, Gavi Bainers and Ziburus. No, go to the Lekeach Rishay and get Bainers and Ziburus. The Chizav Lekeach Shane. Because when the Lekeach Sheni bought the idiots from the Lekeach Rishon, Adaita the Koschusa, the Havalei the Rishon, the Gavazavim. He bought it together with all the Schusim, all the Koyachatainas that come along with owning the idiots. And being that had the Lekeach Rishon owned the idiots, he had a Koyachatain of Yefshi, but I'm not giving you idiots despite the fact that it's technically Bechlerin. I want you instead to take from the Benes and the Ziburis. The 
Sheni, even though it really doesn't work for him because he doesn't have the Benes and the Ziburus. All he has is the Adis. So if he's sending now the Balchayv to the Benes, he's sending him back to Lekeach Rishon, it doesn't matter. That is a schus. A right that came along with buying this idiot. Just like the Lekech Rishon had this Koyach Ataina, for him it made sense. So too the Lekech Sheni, even though for him it doesn't make sense, but that Koyach Ataina comes along, and this is again based on a principle of Mamacha Rishon Lesheni, Kolschos Shetavoy Liyadai, says the Gemara Vaita. Oh my Rava. Ruven Shemacha Kolsodos of Lesheman. Ruven sold all his fields to Shimon. Vaholach Shimon, Umachar Soda Achazolevi. Shimon then. Sold one of his fields to Levi. So you have a Lekeach Rishon and a Lekeach Sheni, similar to this last case. Ruvain owns fields, he sells all his fields, he liquidates his entire portfolio, he sells it all to Shimon. Shimon turns around, sells one of his fields to Levi. Uba Balchayv the Ruvain. Then it emerges that Ruvain had a Balchayv. So the halacha is, if he wants, he can go to Shimon, who bought all the fields. Or he can go to Levi, who bought that one field. Says the Gemara of Alea, modern, a caveat. Elders of Benanis, Avos of Idis, Viziburis, Loi. The only time this halach is true is if Levi, who's a Lekeachsheni, bought Benanis. Benanis is what the Balchayv is always going. So if the Levi bought Benanis, so then he can go to Shimon, the Lekeachsheni. He could even go to the Lekeachsheni, which is Levi. But let's say Levi bought either Idias or Ziburis. Look, then he can't collect from Levi. The Amalei, Levi could say, I was very careful when I bought this property. I made sure to buy either Idias and Ziburis. I wanted to buy something that I know you're technically not entitled to, because the is Gaiva Benis. He's not Gaiva Idis Viziburis. Says the Gemara, another caveat, even if he bought Beninis, still the Allah wouldn't be true. Only if he didn't leave, or, leave over any Beninis for himself. Meaning, Levi bought all the Beninis. Shimon doesn't have any Beninis. In that case, you can collect from Levi. Levi can't tell the Balchayv that really Shimon is the Lekech Rishon. So as far as order goes, you should go first to Shimon. And I left over Beninus by him, because he didn't. But if Levi didn't buy all the Beninus, he left some Beninus over by Shimon, then the halach is like Govimine, then you can't go to Levi. He can always say, I assume that a Dafka left over some Beninus by Shimon, so you should be able to collect by Shimon. So the only time the Balchayv can go it's an important halacha. To the Lekeach Sheni is if the Lekeach Sheni is the only one that has Beninus. If the Lekeach Sheni has Beninus, then he could go to Lekeach Sheni. In fact, it's a Chiddush that he could go to Lekeach Rishon if he wants. Ratzim Yizek Goiva, Ratzim Yizek Goiva. It makes sense he could go to Lekeach Sheni because his din is Beninus. And technically, the field that Levi bought is Meshubid to the Balchai in the same way the field that Shimon has right now is Meshubat the Balchayv. I mean, that that's Beninus, and that's his Ikridin. So it certainly makes sense he can collect Beninus. So Chiddush, he can even collect Idias and Ziburis to the extent that it's by the Lekech Rishon. So there is a say there. Lekech Rishon has some sort of Kedima over the Lekech Sheni. There's no question about it. That Kedima is true if they would both own Beninus. You first go to the Lekech Rishon. It's even true if the Lekech Rishon has Idias and Ziburis and Lekech Sheni has Beninus. If you want, you can collect Idias and Ziburis from the Lekech Rishon. You don't have to, but if you want to, 
You can. Zakta Gemara, another case. Amr Abayo, Ruvain Shemachar, Sodali Shemin, Ruvain sold a field to Shimin. Be'achrayas. What does Bachrayas mean? Ruvain sold a field to Shimin. Bachrayas means that Ruvain tells Shimin that if someone, a Balchayv, is going to come and take the field from you, claiming that I, Ruvain, had no right to sell it to you, Shimon, because there was a lien on this piece of property, you can come to me and I'll reimburse you, I'll make you whole for any deficit that you're now going to incur. So that if the field is taken away from Shimon, who would be the Nechassim Mishubadim, Shimon would have a right to go back to Ruvain to make himself whole. Incidentally, the Gemara gets lighter from here. And Ruvain, in fact, had a Balchayv, and the Balchayv went, and he collected from Shimon. So the halach is, If Ruvain wants, Ruvain has a right to come to court, to hire an attorney, and to argue with the Balchayv that's taking the property away from Shimon. It's a little bit of a chiddush, says the Gemara. The Bachayv can't tell Reuven, that you're not my Baldovim, meaning I'm not taking the property from you. I'm taking it from Shimon. And being that I'm taking it from Shimon, you have no right to come to court and start negotiating with me or start arguing with me. It's not something that is within your right to do. Why can't he say that to Amalek? Because Reuven could say, I understand, you're not trying to take the property from me. You're trying to take it from Shimon. But you know what happens as soon as you take it from Shimon? Shimon bought a Bachrayas. Shimon is going to come to me. So essentially, if you take this property, you're going to be affecting me. Being that you're going to be affecting me, I very much am your Baldover, and that's why he's a lot of taina against him in court. This is all going to end up on my dining room table. So it's for that reason, I certainly am allowed to argue with through. Says the Gemara, some say that even if Reuben would sell a field to Shimon, that means if the field is ever taken away from Shimon by a Balchayv, Shimon cannot go back to Reuven. And now someone's coming, he wants to take the field from Shimon. Even then, Reuven has a right to go to court and to argue with this Balchayv. Here it's really a Chiddush. Because here, even if the field is taken away from Shimon, Reuven's never going to incur any liability because Shimon has no right. It was sold Shaloi Bachrayas. He doesn't have a right to come back and take the field from Reuven. Still, Reuven is considered a Baldover. Can I get this Balchayv? You know why? I don't want Shimon to have tainas on me. And that in itself is a good enough reason to make me a Baldover. If Shimon loses this court case, he's going to have tainas on me. I'm not interested in people who walk around town with tainas on me. It's a good enough reason to make a person into a Baldover. It's interesting. This idea of Tarimus you find in different sugyas in Nezikin, where the Gemara will sometimes say, we're going to come across this, in all of moment. He doesn't owe him any money. Avoyesh all of Tarimus. If he wants, he's allowed to have Tarimus. It's you do it. B'Shem Rabbi Saul Salanter, that Rabbi Saul used to say, what do you mean, Yeshli all of Tarimus? It sounds like he has a right to have tainas on him. Mamonov Shach. Either he's going to have tainas or he's not going to have tainas. You can't control, dictate tainas that people either will or will not have. So you can't collect from him. He doesn't owe you any money, but if you want, you're allowed to have tainas. What does that mean, Yeshua of Tairimus? So Bistral said, you see from the Gemara that it's not a hefkevel. You can't just walk around having tainas on people. Either you have a right to have a tainas on a person or you don't have a right to have a tainas on your person. And if you feel someone baaveled you and you want to walk around, feeling 
ba'avod and upset with tyroimus, ask your local rabbi. Make sure you're allowed to have tyroimus. It's not a hefkevel. There are times where the Gemara says, yesh loyal of tyroimus. You're in fact allowed to have tyroimus. You can't collect money from him. But if you want to be fatainet, that's your right. That's something you're allowed to do. But it's not always your right. And it's not a hefkevel. It's something that sometimes you have a right to do, sometimes not. Either way, in this case, Ruven knows that if the field is ever taken away from Shimon, at the very least, Shimon will have tainas on him. I'm not interested in someone walking around town. It's for that reason. I now become a Baldover. He can go argue with him in court. Another case. Ruben sold the field to Shimon. That means if the field is taken away from Shimon, Shimon can't go back and get anything from Ruben. And as they're closing this transaction, rumblings started to emerge that perhaps this field that Ruvain's selling is not really Ruvain's field at all. And if he moves forward with this closing, he may find himself in a lawsuit. There may be some serious issue. Said Abayas follows. Actually, if the Loikeach, Shimon, didn't yet make a king in Chazaka in this field, then he's allowed to back out. But if he made a king of Chazok in this field, and Yochel Achzabai, at that point, he's not allowed to back out. My timer, what's the reason? The Amale, because Reuven, who's selling the field, can tell Shimon, who's buying the field, You bought this field, listen to this far. Being that you bought it, you're obviously willing to take risk. Because if you weren't willing to take risks, you would have made sure that there was an achrayas clause in this contract that says that if somebody takes the field away from me, I'm coming back to you. I'm making you make me whole. Once you were megaladas, that you're willing to take risk, now you're obligated to take the risk of the Yatsu Olav Asikin as well, and you have to live dangerously, and even though there are rumors now, you have no choice, you have to move forward. Interesting halacha. Being that you agreed to buy the field even though you didn't know there were going to be such rumors, and now there are rumors, and now suddenly you're having cold feet, you're afraid to move forward. The halach is It's only actually that There's an obvious question over here. You already bought it. You own it. So at that point, what's the kasha of yochel achzabai or lo yochel achzabai? So there's some sort of chiddush over here that I would have thought that even though I made a kinyan, being that I didn't pay for it, and that's an important little piece, maybe I'm not obligated to pay for it. As far as actually hichsik bo yochel but that's also obvious. If I didn't make a chazaki yet, it's not mine. If it's not mine, fashtetzach, I'm allowed to back out. The terror says it's based on a Gemara in Perak Azov, in Bav Metziah, Daf Memtes, Samadala, for the Gemara says that if two people agree to do a deal, even if no one made a Kenyan, so based on regular, ordinary, Gidrei Chesha Mishpat, Maybe I'm not obligated to move forward with it because I never made the Kenyan. All it was was Dvarim Ba'alma. But there's a concept of Mechusar Amana that you can lose your credibility by saying certain things and it's a real thing. Just like Tyroimus is a real thing, Mechusar Amana is a real thing as well. Bezdin will look at you as someone that's not credible. The Chiddush is, actually, Hichsek Ba'y, Yochalachser Ba'y, and it's not going to affect your credit. It's not going to affect your credibility, Be'ene Abriyas. Either way, says the Gemara, Me'emes Ayhavi Chazaka, so... Whether you made a chazaka or didn't make a chazaka matters. Again, we're talking about someone that bought a field, all of a sudden there are rumblings that maybe the Moichet didn't really have a right to sell this field. If he made a chazaka, it's too late. If he didn't make a chazaka, it's not too late. So, as soon as you do something to the piece of property, specifically the 
Mitzias was that if somebody bought a piece of property, they would put something there to show that it belongs to them, to designate what the boundaries of the property are, so something technical. That is the definition of Chazaka. Says the Gemara, This Allah is only Shalei Bachrais. Avo Bachrais. But if you would have bought a Bachrais, then the Allah would be different. Because the whole Svara is predicated on Chaisa de Kitri Sofis Vekabalis. You were willing to take risks. You were willing to buy a closed bag, not knowing what's inside that bag. You were willing to buy a piece of property before the times of title companies, without achrayas. So you're willing to take risk. Okay, even now, that, though there are rumors now, to the extent that you made a chazok already, you're going to have to pay. It's too late. You can't back out. But if you bought a bachrayas, then the whole svarah falls by the wayside. The whole svarah was, you were willing to take, I wasn't willing to take risk. That's why I wanted to have achrayas. So in that case, this halacha is not going to be true. Some say, no, I feel the Even if you bought a bachrayas, once you made a chazok, you have to move forward. I, you could tell them, I bought a bachrayas. So I was very, very clear that I'm sensitive to the risk and now that there are seeking meaning madach once I buy it if we substantiate these rumors I'll be able to get out of it so somehow now even though I didn't buy it yet the fact that there are at least rumors I should be able to back out and the Gemara says what everyone's thinking the Amalei the reason it's not as far as if in fact you substantiate the rumors you're out that was the whole point of the Achrayas but the rumor I'm not impressed your Achrayas just said that if it would be substantiated in that case it'd be able to creep out but being that it wasn't substantiated all it is is a rumor Baalma so in that case, you will not be able to get out. Again, these are subtle svaras. Either way, you can exhale. This concludes the really complicated part, perfect timing, of the sugya of Metaf. So the next Gemara really goes back to the beginning of the sugya of Metaf, and that was the Gemara Shiloh, that it asked on Davzayin Amadala. It was Abayi Shiloh, Romile Abayi Lerovo. It says in the parasha of Shein Viregel, Metaf Sodeu, Umetav Karma Yishalem. It says in the parasha of Bor, Balabor Yishalem, Kesef Yoshev Lebol. And we learn from Kesef Yoshev, Lerabois Shova Kesef, Viafilusubin. Kasha was, is it Metav Sodeu or is it Shava Kesef Super? So we had a few suggestions that the Gemara gave on Davzayan. The final suggestion, which at least at the time seemed to be final, was Kol Mili Metav. Kiyosera Papa, Rafuna Breder of Yeshua Parshua, Kol Mili Metavu. Meaning, there's a halacha of Metav. In a sada, where not everything is made of, the Torah had emphasized made of sadeh or made of karmi When it comes to metalton, everything is made of. Metalton is always made of. Why? Because the whole chashivus of made of, we spoke at the svar of the stipler, is that it's easily transferable into kesef. Karka is not always easily transferable. Why? Because you can't move karka. So you need someone that's going to want the piece of property, location, 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 exactly where it is. As a result, it's only considered if it's made up. If it's Beninus and Zipurus, considering the fact that it's limited to the local market, we never look at it as being so metaltalin, even if you can't find someone in your local community that's interested in your metaltalin, but you could always move over to the next town or to the next town. You'll always be able to find someone to by it, as a result, metalton is always considered makeup. So that was the first Ikra Mahalach in the Gemara. The Gemara now suggests another Mahalach. Rafuna Amar, Oi Kesef, Oi Metav. And again, Rashi says, Rafuna is going back to answer Abay Yashailo. Is it Metav Sadeo, Metav Karmi Yashalim? Or is it Kesef Yoshiv, Lirabois Shova Kesef, Ve'afilu Subin? So Rafuna said, You know what the Gemara is trying to say? It's other, other. 
Oi, kesef, oi, metaf. Meaning, kesef is the equivalent to metaf, and therefore it works. But right away, Eisvi, Rav Nachman, Rav Unu, Rav Nachman told Rav, he didn't answer any kasha. Why? If the kasha was from metaf to kesef, so then you can tell me, oi, metaf, oi, kesef. The problem is, from Yoshev, we darshin, Rabbi Shavu Kesef, Afibu Subin. And Subin is not always Meitav, so it doesn't work. What, either Meitav or not Meitav? That doesn't make a lot of sense. If it's Oi Meitav or cash, okay, that makes sense. You give him money, or if you're not giving him money, you give Meitav. The problem is, Yoshev, the Rabbi Shavu Kesef, Afibu Subin, which is by definition something that's not considered Meitav in the world of Metalpolin, so you have a stira. So the Gemara says, I'll come my ask the less. I know Rafuna. Teretz was, meaning Rav Nachman jumped the gun. Really what Rav Huna meant to say was, is that, oi metav, oi kesef, what's this riboy of the rabbi shava kesef, vafilu subin, to the extent that you don't have metav, or to the extent that you don't have kesef, then you're allowed to give him, then you're allowed to give him shava kesef. But the Gemara says, either less lepshita, then it's pashit. Fashtetzach, you're allowed to give him shava kesef at that point. You can give him beininus, you can give him ziburis. So certainly you can give him metav, or you can give him subin, you can give him anything. So the Gemara, no, it's not. Not so pashit, because Mal the Tema, I would have thought, Amrinale Zil Trachzvin, Vaisi Le Kesef, Kamashwan. You would have thought that no, maybe if all you have is Metatlin, so you have an obligation to take the Metatlin, sell it, get money, or buy Metav Sadeo, and give him Metav, give him Oy Metav, Oy Kesef, Kamashwan, they're not Mukhuyev to do that. That's the reboy of Yashab the Rabbi Shava Kesef, that if that's all you have, you could be Yitzhak by giving that, and you're not obligated to sell it. And give him really what he's supposed to get. So Rav Huna is giving another terrace to the stira. On the one hand, mate of Sadeo, mate of Karmi Yashalim. On the other hand, Shava Kesev, Vafilu Subin sounds like you don't have to give Metav. The Yosh of the Rabbi Shava Kesev, Vafilu Subin is in a case where you don't have Metav. Oi, Bazoi, what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is that you don't have to go get Metav. You don't have to get Kesev. If you want, you can give him Shava Kesev. Zok to Gemara Fight. Om Ksof Karka. Kesef is the equivalent of karka. What was the context of Asi said it? Did he say it with regards to this sugya? The sugya meitav, where the Allah is meitav, sadeo, meitav, karmi, yeshalem. Likatchili is supposed to give meitav. It's only bidiyeve that you can give subin, let's say the way Rav Huna learned. You don't say kol mili meitavu, and the only time you're allowed to give subin is if you don't have Metav, and it's that that Ravasi said that Kesef is like Metav. I knew the Ravuna. Ravuna already said it. What's the Kasha? If Ravuna already said it, then why Ravasi have to repeat something that Ravuna said? The Gemara should have said Vechenam Ravasi. The Ravasi agrees with Ravuna's halacha. Elamai, he must have said it in a different context. Ella says the Gemara. You know what the context was? There were two brothers that divided the Yerusha. One of the brothers took Karka. The other brother took Kesef. Balchayv came now and. He took the karka from the Yasaimim, the Ozal Hai, the Shogil Palgo, Bixof, and Bahade. So maybe Ravasi meant to say, when he said Ksof Marenka Karka, that even though the Balchoyev, when he comes to collect, took the karka, that's what he was allowed to take, the brother that took the karka, who now lost the karka to the Balchoyev, has a right to go to the other brother and tell him, I want to redivide the estate, and I want you to give me some of the cash that you took. Because why should I be obligated to have to pay up this chayv more than you? 
I agreed to take the karka, but now that the karka was taken away from me, I want to go over to you. And that's what Ravasi meant. Ksof marenka karka, that in a Yerusha, we look at kesef as kar- and karka as being interchangeable, so that the brother that got the karka, who ultimately lost the karka, has a right to go back to the other brother and take kesef. But the Gemara says, Pshit, I don't need Ravasi to tell me this aloha. It's such an obvious aloha. Hi, bro, I love bro. Why? Because well, he's a brother, he's not a brother. They're both brothers. So why should one get more than the other? Ikadami, some say, Adirabo. It can't be Ravasi meant. You know why? It's not true. The Omale, the brother that took the money, can tell the brother that took the karka, You know why I made sure to take Hesef? Meaning the brother could say, we both took risk. Kes, when you take money, there's a risk. What's the risk? It could be stolen. You can't steal karka. Karka ain't excellent. But you could steal money. When you took the karka, you also took risk. The risk was that the Meshubadim, the Balchayv, may come. And the Balchayv may want to take it away. So now that your risk didn't play out right, now all of a sudden we have to redivide it. Absolutely nothing to it. Either way, the Gemara said, can't be Ravasi meant. Because either it's Pashit or it's not even true. Either way, that can't be the Alocha. So what then did Ravasi mean? He couldn't have meant the Suya Meitav, because then he's just repeating what Ravuna said. And the Gemara said, the Chena Ravasi. Elamai, he meant this Alocha and Hilchas Yerusha and Hilchas Nachlois. It doesn't work either. Elo l'shnei achim shechalkim. Meant the halacha and hilchas nachlois. A somewhat complicated halacha. And it's that that Ravasi was referring to. What was the case? Two brothers divided. Uba b'achayv v'natal chelko yishalechot. And the b'achayv came. So they've divided property. Keep it simple. And b'achayv came. He took the property of one of the brothers. So the halacha is that he can now go back and take from the other brother... He can force the other brother to make him whole. And again, in this case, they divided karka. It's not like the previous case where one brother got karka, the other brother got kesef, where there's a svara that maybe the other brother could say, I took risk when I took kesef, you took risk when you took karka, I'm not making you whole. The cases where they both took karka. In this case, the Baal took from one of them, that brother can go to the other brother and collect. So what is ksof and arenka karka? When that brother now reimburses the brother that lost the character to Balchayv, he can either make him whole by giving him land, or he can make him whole by giving him kesef. But the Gemara says that can't be either what Ravasi meant. Because Ravasi, Ravasi once said this, the Itmar, Ha'achem Shecholku, two brothers divided property of Balchayv, Venot Al-Chelku Shalechem Mehem. Rav, Amarav says, Batal Machloik is, that you have to redivide the estate. Veshmul Amaviter, Shmuel says, no, the one that lost his property, lost his property, the one that has it, keeps it. Ravasi, Amaravasi says, Noitel Revia Bekarka, Revia Bemois. What you do is, you take the property that the brother lost, the equivalent thereof, he divided in half, half of it goes to the brother that currently has it, and the other half goes to the brother who had lost his property. Meaning he wasn't sure whether he's supposed to redivide or wasn't supposed to redivide. As a result, it's Mamun Amut HaBesafik, Mamun Amut HaBesafik, Yechleiku. So ultimately, the first brother that lost half of the Yerusha is going to end up with a quarter of the Yerusha. Because the other half is Mabon Abut Basafik, and that's going to be divided in half. Either way, the Gemara explains why Rav holds Batl Machloikis, Shmuel says Viter, and Ravasi says Mabon Abut Basafik. Rav, Rav says Batl Machloikis, Kasav Rachem Shacholku, Kiyarshim Havi. He holds that when two brothers divide a Yerusha, they're treated like Yarshim. Shmuel says Viter, Kasav Rachem Shacholku, Lekuchais. They're treated as Lekuchais, Ukelekech Shaloi Bachrayis Domi. Now, this Machloikis, whether Achem Shacholku are viewed as Yarshim, or are viewed as Lekuchais, comes up in the Sugi Abreira. So, whenever you learn the Sugi Abreira in Shas, and it comes up many 
many times in Shas. There's always a few different Gemaras that are mentioned. This is one of them. Two brothers that Yarshim. Are they Kiyarshim or are they Kilakuchas? If you hold Yesh Breira, they're Kiyarshim Dami. If you hold Ein Breira, they're Kilakuchas Dami. What does that mean? So when two brothers divide Yerusha, do we say that a father died, he left over $10,000 worth of property? Two brothers came together, one brother took 5,000, one brother took the other 5,000. Do you say that the father was Meirish directly 5,000 to Ruvain, 5,000 to Shimon? And even though at the time that he died, we didn't know which property was going to go to Ruvain, which property was going to go to Shimon, now that they divided it, that this went to Yerusha to Ruvain, this went to Yerusha to Shimon. Or do you say Embraera? You can't say Huvra Adavla Freya. So there's no way to somehow link in a very, very direct way without any intermediary what the father gave to Reuven, what the father gave to Shimon. And the way in Lumbus you have to view it is that the father died, there was a Yerusha, the two brothers came together and they agreed amongst themselves. I'll take this and you take that. That Kilakucha is dummy. They're no different than if Reuven sold something to Shimon and Shimon sold something to Reuven, that they have a, an arrangement, a privately negotiated arrangement amongst themselves that this is the way it's going to go. Meaning, are Reuven and Shimon ki'ilu balei dover to each other in this Chalukah? Or no, they're all balei dover, copy the father. Copy the father, that's a marish. But as it relates to copy themselves, where should they be balei dover? If it's kiyarshim dami, then they're not balei dover to each other. If they're kilakucha is dami, then they are balei dover to each other. How does it play itself out in this Gemara? So it's a big discussion in the Rishonim. One shot I saw that seemed clear, that's the Nebuchadnezzar Yosef, who says that if they're kiyarshim dami, if they're kiyarshim dami, then the way we look at it is, is that when this balchayv now walked in, and the balchayv said that you owe me, by the way, your father owed me $500, or whatever he says he owed him, he was almost looked at as a third yarish. The point is, is that what we initially thought that the father gave each one of these sons was a tais, because really it was a balchayv, there was a, another person that had a lean on what was supposed to happen, which means the whole chalukah was done by toys. If the whole chalukah was done by toys, then we have to redivide it. That's what Rav said. Baklo machloikis. Shmuel says that that kilakuch is dummy. So it's never the vart that you're getting it directly from the father. It all goes into a pool, and everyone works it out amongst each other. That means when the two brothers worked it out amongst each other, there was a toys in their private arrangement. Oh, the toys was in their private arrangement. Their kilakuch is dummy. We look at it as if they're selling the respective properties to each other. They're selling it shaloi bachrayas. Oh, they're selling it shaloi bachrayas. So if you bought the field that ultimately was taken away the balchayv, it's as if you bought a field that was taken away, you have no time and you can't go back to anybody else. So that's Rav and that's Shmuel. What's Pshan and Ravasi? Ravasi wasn't sure. He takes a quarter either Bekarka or Not Bekarka and Bimois, but Oy Bekarka Oy Bimois. He gets a quarter, either he gets a Bekarka or he gets a Bimois. It doesn't matter. It's Mamanamot Basafik. That's what that Allah is going to be. Why do we bring this in? Again, when Ravasi said, Ksof Marein Kekarka, maybe he meant that in this case, the other brother now is going to have to give him Revia. He can give him Oy Karka, Oy Kesef. That's Ksof Marein Kekarka. So the Mara says, it's true, but he already said it. So we struck out. We had three possibilities what Ravasi could have meant. All three don't seem to work. Ella, we're forced to say that my harehin kekarka le'inyin meitav. It must mean with regard to the halacha of meitav. That the halacha of meitav today or meitav karmi yashalim. The only time you can give metaltalin, this was shita's ravuna, is b'dieved if you don't have any karka. What about kesef? 
Kesef is treated like Meitav. I, the Kasha, Yehachi, Hainad, Ravuna, wasn't that Ravuna Zalacha? Ema, Vechain, Amr, Avasi. You're right. And Chanami, it is Ravuna Zalacha. And what you have to add to this is Vechain, Amr, Avasi. And this concludes the sugya of Meitav. So just before we see the next Gemara, which is actually a very Gishmaki Gemara, it's just Kedai to hear three Halachas in Shulchan Aruch. So obviously, I'm just reading the Mechaber, and you have to go through the Shach and the Sma. And the uh, Goyen and all the other Paiskim as it relates, but we learned the Suya Meitav just to get a general idea. It's Simon Tof Yotes, Ketzad Nefron, Venezakam Yamazakum Yars. Literally just going to read the Machaber. Kisha Bezdin, Niskakin, Ligvais, Lenizik, Minichse Mazik. So Ruven was Mazik Shimin, or his mama was Mazik Shimin. So now they go to Ruven and they're going to collect. Nizakin is. Goiva mino idias. So what's the halach in Shulchan Aruch? Goiva mea metalplin tchila. The first thing is you go to metalplin. Vim loy hoyu loy metalplin klal. Let's say the person doesn't have metalplin. Oish loy hoyu loy metalplin keneged kol anezek. Or he doesn't have enough metalplin to make the nizek hole. Goiva mashar mea karka hamoula shebenechse amazek. Then you go to karka. So number one, the first thing you do is you go to metalplin. And what do you see from here? The Shulchan Aruch is paskining, like the Gemara in the beginning of the Sugya, that kol mili metafu. The metalplin is always considered metaf. In fact, you go first to metalplin. It's only if there's no metalplin, then you go to karka. If you go to karka, then there's a halacha. Me'a karka mo'ulo. Shebenechse ha'mazim. Ve'kol zman she'yimotze metalplin. Ve'afilu subin. E'en neskakin le'karka. Ve'afilu she'yesh le'kesef. Let's say the person has money. Yochel le'poyre besubin. The you can't force the mazik to give this person kesef. It's a very big kiddush. This is the halacha. He's allowed to give metalplin. So bottom line, if somebody's mazik someone, he now owes him $1,000. This person has metalplin. He has some Amazon business. He sits on electronics. Give him the electronics. Knock yourself out. Go sell it. Maybe it's something that's within his right to do. I saw that the contemporary Paiskim already say that if it's something that in order to sell, you would need some sort of infrastructure and this person doesn't have it and he's going to have to hire someone. So maybe you can deduct some of that and maybe there are scenarios where you can't force the person to take metalplin. The whole you say to metalplin is, it's called milimetavu. So there would be some exceptions. But based on the Ikra I did in Shulchan Aruch, you have no right to say that I want you to write me a check. I'm allowed to give you metalton. Another thing, Shulchan Aruch passes like Rabbi Akiva, that it's idiot the mazik, it's not idiot the nizik. Halacha mazik What if the mazik has two idiots? Nizik doesn't have a right to say, I want this idiot. We spoke this out yesterday. This was the rush. Machlik is Rishonim, the rush. It's all dependent on the mazik. What if you want to take idis and now it's less? So that already will leave. But the bottom line is the basic halacha is we paskin kol mili meitahu. You can't. The nizik cannot force the mazik. To give him money. If he doesn't have metaltolin, then he can give him karka. If he's giving him karka, he has to give him metav. And the nizik cannot choose, he cannot pick and choose which metav he wants. It's a kol toloi berotzen hamazik. Zok de gemara. Omer abzeir, omer afuno. When it comes to a mitzvah, you mechuyif to pay adshlish. Says the gemara, maishlish. What does that mean? Ilay mishlish beisoy. Doesn't mean to say. That if a person has an opportunity now, it's sukkus. You have to buy dalad minim. 
and it costs money. So how much money are you obligated to spend? Doesn't mean up to a third. Elamiyata. So it's going to come out. Yisramilei klasa mitzvah salase lekula base. So for every mitzvah that you have, you have to give a third. So you're going to do three mitzvahs. You're going to be bankrupt. You're not going to have anything. And Taisa speaks out that even if you'll tell me, maybe it always means a third, a third, a third, a third, a third. Kasu raisa the Rebbe of Masechtis ksubis fein. But that doesn't either work because Taisa says we know that Allah is amavazvez aliyavazvez yisemichaymer. So the Gemara just said a svara, but really the Gemara knew that even though you can easily deflect that kasha, at the end of the day, this can't be pshat anyways. El Omer Abzeira, what does it mean? Behidur mitzvah atshlish. It means behidur mitzvah atshlish b'mitzvah. Rashi says that if you have two mitzvahs in front of you, one is more mahudah. So there's a mitzvah zakeh You want to do the more mahudah than a mitzvah. How much more are you obligated to spend for hidden mitzvah up to a third? That's how much more you're obligated to spend. So you could spend a third more for hidden mitzvah. A technical question. How do you estimate a third? So for example, if one mitzvah is $6, does it mean 33% more? So you'd be obligated to spend up to $8 for the mitzvah ha-mehuderes. Or maybe it's not $8, it's $9. How has nine become a third of six? Meaning... You're adding three. Three is not 33% of six. It's 50% of six. The point is that once, back in the envelope, thank you, because once you add three, so it comes out that it's one-third more of the gross number nine that you ended up spending. Either way, the Gemara was in short take. The Marava Amri, Mishmed Rabzeira, then he meant something else. You know what he meant? Hidden mitzvah, atshlish, atshlish mishaloi, up to a third. If you spend a third more for a hit or mitzvah, mishaloi, so that cheshman already is going to happen one day in Shemayim. Hayom lasoisam, ulamacha lekabel schai. You're not going to be rewarded for that in this world. Mikan ve'elach me'akodesh baruchu. Rashi, ma'ashe yosef behidur yosef al-shlish. Anything that a person adds to a mitzvah more than the third, yifle ha'kodesh baruchu b'chayev, this person is going to be repaid in this world. So two horrors. Number one, all the achreinim abadah. Where does this halacha of hidur mitzvah shlish come from? It's tucked away. Talk about tucked away. Bavakama daftes. It's a deli. Everyone's bothered. Like, how did this gemara come here to Bavakama daftes? There's different theories. But either way, this is a tucked away Gemara. Hid mitzvah up to a third. The Shaila is what's the Makar. So I once saw from the Chsam Soifer, Chsam Soifer says that it could be the Makar as follows. We're all familiar with the Ner Maravi, the Kringodol, or the Koy. used to light the Menor every night in the Pesach Mikdash. The next morning he would be made to the Saneros, and then that night he would light the Menor again. But with the Ner Maravi, which was one of the Neros, a miracle used to happen. That when the Koyim would come in the morning to be native as Haneros, he would find that the Nehmaravi was still burning. It hadn't extinguished. It was still going. That night, when he came to light the other Neros, he would be native the Nehmaravi and he would relight it. Means the Nehmaravi lit longer than all the other Neros, and this was It was done. It was, a, it was a miracle. The Gemara says in It was one of the miracles that stopped happening. The Nehmaravi didn't play itself out anymore. It says the Chsam Soifer Geshmakesvar. We know that how much oil did the Kayin have to put into the menorah when he lit the menorah. So the Pasik says, You had to put enough oil for it to burn during the longest night of the year. The longest night of the year were the Lele Tevois of all Yeshiva Shmuzen thing. The Lele Tevois, the long nights. So that's the longest night of the year. The longest night of the year, the Leil Tevis was 16 hours. That means the longest that the Neris would ever burn, there was enough for it to burn 16 hours, and during the Leil Tevis, it in fact used to burn for 16 hours. If the Nehmaravi lit 
for 24 hours, because it went literally from night to the same time that next night, that means it lit one-third more than the other neiris. The neir marabi was the hidur in the menorah, and you see it was one-third more. So you say, meris hit the mitzvah shlish. I saw this once in the Chassam Seifer, somewhere in the Teres Moshe. I tried finding it last night. It wasn't a Parshas Tetzav, it wasn't a Parshas Emer, it wasn't Parshas Balois Chas. Either I didn't look properly, I just couldn't find it. But as I state the Chassam Seifer in Teres Moshe, that it could be the Makar is from the Ner Marav. One Makar. But in base measures for Lechidish, I saw in the Helig of Bnei Yisoscha, he says a Dove Nifla. He says that it could be the Makar is based on Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi is in Mesechtis Kalayim. Interesting medrash. The minute used to be, so you had the horse and wagon, horse and buggy. So there was one horse to one buggy. That's how it went. It was one horse at a time. Until the times of Pari, who lived in the times of Yosef, he changed the minute. This is Yerushalmi. He changed it to two Susan. The Achakach, Parish of the Vachar Yisrael. But when Pari ran after the Yidin by Kriyas Yamsef, and Yerushalmi learns it in a Pasik, he upgraded, he went from two to three. Said the Bnei Yisrael, it could be, this is the Makar, the Hidr Mitzvah Shlish. Pari was doing a Dover Ra. This was Kayach He was going after the Yidin at the Yamsov. And he was Mahadar at Shlish. He went from two Susim <laughs> to three Susim. Again, Shlish Milabar, not Shlish Milagav. What do we do? When it comes to a mitzvah, when it comes to Dovish al Kedusha, we do the same thing. We're Mahadar at Shlish. It's not a mikra that it was daika by the Kriyas Yamsov that Klai Yisrael said, that is the makar to Hidr mitzvah. It was then that they had this Hisoyris of Hidr mitzvah. Something happened at the Yamsov where they chapped Hidr mitzvah. It was even deeper than that. They appreciated how you're supposed to be Mahadar at mitzvah. Just like Pari was Mahadar, the Avera at Shlish, so too was supposed to be Mahadar, the Mitzvah at Shlish. This is in Maimra Shabbos. How does it come to Maimra Shabbos? He says, because he brings from the Arizal in a Sefer pre eight Chaim, where the Arizal said that although Shabbos is really 24 hours, there's a concept of Tois for Shabbos. So, how much of Shabbos could you be Mosef? So, Nalach and Shulchan Aruch, he asks your local rabbi from Plaga Mincha, that's Luchura when you could stop being Makabal Shabbos. There's, can't be Makabal Shabbos from 9 o'clock in the morning. But the Arizal said that the Ha'oris, Ha'oris with an Aleph, the Ha'udis from Shabbos, that starts already from Chatzois, from Chatzois on Erev Shabbos, and it goes till Chatzois on Mitzvah Shabbos. They bring here in the Magia on the bottom that Kiyudua, that Rizal, who used to say Tikkun Chatzois every night, and Belayli, he would always be Mesabla and Chubin Beis Amikdash, not on Mitzvah Shabbos. And even though the Beis Amikdash was Chorev on a Matzah Shabbos, still that Rizal fell Matzah Shabbos, you still have the Ha'udis of Shabbos. So Shabbos is 24 hours, but the Ha'udis of Shabbos are 36 hours. Again, it's not a Mikra, it's Shlish, it's Shlish Milabar. Either way, two interesting requires to the idea to the mitzvah.